Hello, beautiful people, Batubabandle. Welcome to Conversations with Hisha. I'm sending you lots of light and love, especially because I am recording this episode on the 10th of October, which is World Mental Health Day. It is so weird that people still do not talk enough about mental health issues and how it is still stigmatized. And yet, it can affect anyone. It is not specific to one type of population or demographic. Each and every one of us can have mental health issues. More especially now that it has been escalated as a result of the pandemic. Misconceptions, stigma, and in some cases, discrimination is leading to people not reaching out or getting care and support. Not only are there misconceptions about mental health and mental health issues, but also misconceptions about psychiatric and psychological treatment. When are we going to move away from perfection? When are we going to create an environment where it is okay not to be okay? We are all connected at the level of our humanity. So we should be understanding of everyone. When we talk about mental health, it is not only about being diagnosed with a mental illness. There is good mental health, but there is also a mid-level A medium where I am not coping for a day, two or three. When there is a feeling of being overwhelmed, extended sleeplessness or lethargy. We need to start having a broader conversation about these things and build soft spaces where people can speak up and people can speak out and have good health-seeking behaviors. Can it please be normalized? Safe spaces in schools, organizations, at work, and homes need to be created where emotions can be unpacked, they can be unclogged, and people can treat mental illness the way they treat hypertension or diabetes or even cancer. Because when someone is diagnosed with cancer, there are a lot of people who sympathize, support, and care for that person. People will rally around the person, lend a helping hand, or even a listening ear. What is most painful, and I'm probably guilty of it, is that when we can't get beyond our own issues, we trivialize the issues of others. Ah, you will get over it. It's not that big of a deal. And more phrases like that that don't make people want to come back to us for a shoulder to cry on. What we also need to understand is that mental health, like I said, exists on a spectrum. Mental health is the good part of the spectrum and mental illness is the not so good part of the spectrum. Most of us go through the day-to-day motions of feeling okay and not okay, getting up feeling sad and having a lack of energy, being really happy at the beginning of the day and really down at the end of the day. All different emotions depending on what's happening in our lives and throughout the day. But there are some that have one emotion, 
usually sadness and lethargy and can't get out of it. Good mental health, though, is about how much time we spend practicing things that will look after our health versus the kind of things that negatively impact our mental health. Being affected negatively is one of the reasons I had to delete TikTok because it affected me badly. No matter how much I would try to run away from the algorithm and negativity, I would wish that I could hack into the app and only see people showing their talents, funny videos, and recipes of awesome foods that I wanted to recreate. I hated the low feeling that I would get often when watching videos or seeing certain comments. And I'm very grateful that I'm able on this platform and beyond to speak about when I'm not coping so that I don't get stuck in that space. And I get the support that I need and the guidance so that I can find my balance again. Thankfully for me, it is not hard to find balance again, but for some, it can be a real struggle. For some of you that are listening, hopefully I'm reiterating things that you know. But if I'm not, can we please educate ourselves? Not only for the people around us, but for us. The more we learn about it and understand it, the more we realize what mental health and mental illness is. When I was in high school, I had a friend who was a cutter. Well, she started cutting herself at the end of primary school. And knowing that you have someone in your life that you really care about, but you can't do anything about what they're going through is really hard. Um, I'm so glad that she's worked through it um she she got psychological help and she's able to live with what she has i'm so grateful to still have her in my life and i think ever since then meaningful check-ins have become a huge thing for me really taking time to genuinely understand where the people that are close to me are at and genuinely show that I care for them is really important for me. I'm a millennial and I hope and pray that our generation, as we become parents, we teach our children and our families how to talk about mental health and extend our limited emotional vocab where we not only talk about physical well-being or financial well-being, but we also talk about mental well-being because all of these parts are equal to what we are. They make us who we are and we need to embrace all of those parts equally. So I'm South African and in the different cultures here, you would hear people say that there isn't a word for depression or anxiety in our culture, therefore it isn't a real illness. In reality, these emotions can be described as more than one word or in a sentence, because that's how our cultures are built. There's also another cultural perception that we must toughen up your upper lip, be strong, lift up your socks. These perceptions are usually around genders. 
especially amongst men and them not being able to show their emotions. And the sad situation about this is that in this country that I live in, South Africa, men die by suicide more than women do. Now, please reiterate that mental health issues are not a sign of weakness. And generally, no one at all has their shit together all the time. We all struggle sometimes, and us struggling is part of being human. Struggling is alright, and no one should say that it is not allowed. Struggling does not make us bad people, it does not make us unworthy, it does not make us lazy or useless. Finding things difficult and feeling like rubbish cannot be helped at times. As much as we try our best to keep it hidden, some things are just impossible to control. We generally want to, and it's innate for us, want to share when we are dealing with something that is difficult. But shame, embarrassment, and fear of rejection has stopped a lot of people from sharing about their mental health issues. Having to make excuses for cancelling plans, having to fake a smile, having to make jokes, and show up for things when a person doesn't want to is a regular thing for many people. We know it from Robin Williams. The person who makes us laugh the loudest usually isn't the happiest. Showing face can be very draining, especially when you don't have a lot of people that understand you and support you. I've been told by a few friends that not being able to share experiences, feelings, and details about something that greatly affects them make their lives feel alone, which absolutely sucks because mental health issues carry a lot of pain that is so deep. And sometimes if you're not going through it, words cannot fully describe what you're going through. And even if someone else is going through the same thing that you're going through, say it is anxiety, experiences are not the same. It is unrelenting. It is debilitating. First-hand experience can only be the good descriptor. There is nothing grand and glorious about having issues like this. It's not an in thing. It's not a fad. People don't get depressed or get anxiety or PTSD or panic disorders just because they have FOMO. These type of issues eat away at an individual until some of them become a shell of themselves and become really unrecognizable. All we need to do is be empathetic. Looking for physical cues and verbal cues can be very helpful. But sometimes it becomes tricky and it is important for us not to treat these people like they're not normal because people with mental illness can still be confident. They can still seem fine to others. They can smile and make jokes. As I said, they can still go to work. They can still go to social events. And most importantly, they can still have good days. Struggling doesn't mean that you should become your struggle. Struggle does not automatically erase your personality, your quirks, your beauty, your talents. It does not make you useless. I've said this before. It does not make you useless. If a person has depression, we must shy away from making that person a depressed person. We should make them a person with depression because they are 
first and foremost, a person. A person that is beautiful, a person with a, a life, a future, a past, a person with talents, a family, friends, hobbies, and interests, and so much more. Just having been diagnosed with depression alongside all that greatness, you are so much more than your struggle. Creating an environment of compassion for those that we love and care about around us is very important. The other day, I saw a great post on Instagram by On the Other Side of the Couch. It showed that using the words, I'm here, can be very powerful. I am here for you. I am here just to listen. I am here if you want to talk about it. I'm here even if you don't want to talk. I'm here if you need me. I'm here and I love you. I'm here because I love you. I'm here when you need me. I'm here anytime. I'm here because you matter to me. I'm here if you want a distraction. I'm here whenever you are ready. This was very profound um, and I want to take these and many more um, and use them in my everyday vocabulary for my friends and family, for acquaintances, for people that I really care about. Because generally talking to someone you trust about your feelings usually helps people. The best alternative though would be seeking professional help and generally Honestly, guys, believe me, going to your GP for advice is a good place to start. Also, try to keep doing at least some of the activities that you usually enjoy or exercise regularly. Or just go outside, get fresh air, take a stroll around your neighborhood, go to a park, connect it with your friends and family, or ask them to check up on you regularly. Prayer and meditation has helped a lot of people. As well as sticking to a routine, sticking a, to um, an eating routine, a sleeping routine, a cleaning routine. I know this one might be hard, but please avoid or restrict taking alcohol or using illicit drugs. I think weed is included in that. So unless your psychiatrist says so, stay away and last but not least feel suicidal contact someone you trust for help or contact an emergency service usually static helps the south african depression and anxiety group you can call them or email them if you don't want to talk to someone by word of mouth and if you're not in south africa just google who you can speak to we Google so many things and this is so important to find out about. Mental health issues can be treated. Usually with talk therapy, medication or both. Some people pray and meditate and that helps them a lot too. With the right support, you can get better. So if you think you have these issues, please seek help. My bed is a very special place for me. So I'm a person that sleeps a lot. I can kill 18 hours um, if I must. It's been less now that I've grown up. but And I take naps a lot. But when I'm feeling really low, I try to get out of bed very quickly. Um, 
usually in the morning by five I would be up and have a bath and keep myself busy because I refuse well sometimes it's hard but to get into um I don't want to get into a place where my bed stops being a happy place for me Another thing that I do is a daily check-in. So I started doing this. I've been doing this for um, the past three years. It was recommended by my therapist. Um, I also see a therapist. I see a therapist twice a year. So I've been going to therapy since I was eight. Um, that's why I see a therapist twice a year and not as often as not because I've been going to therapy for a while and two times a year is what we settled on and what was best for me. So I do a mental check-in and there are four statuses that, six I mean, that are in this mental check-in. Um, the first one is I'm feeling great, I'm feeling awesome. The second one is I'm pretty good. The third is I'm doing okay. The fourth is I could be doing better, but it's all right. Um, the fifth is when I'm really struggling. And the last one is when I need support. So I would either call a friend, um, call a therapist or speak to my mom because my mom is usually my go-to. But when I call my friends, um, I usually ask, if I can call them because sometimes other people would not have the capacity to listen or deal with what you're going through um, because they're going through their own stuff but often more often than not if they know that you're really really struggling they can lend a listening ear and a helpful hand Sitting outside though in the sun sometimes helps me because I'm a homebody. So I can spend multiple days without breathing normal air from outside and staying at home. I am, like I said, a homebody. So just stepping outside helps me getting vitamin D. Keep your mind out of the gutter. But yeah, getting getting sun helps me. Another thing that has helped me for the past few years, especially the crap year that was yesterday, is a journal that I buy uh, at the beginning of every year. It's called Mind Your Mind. I get it from Cotton On. But I've seen cool ones on Etsy and Amazon. So it's more like a bullet journal for mindfulness. So it's like every other journal where... Um, for every month, there are the days of the week. But at the beginning of the week, you have to write things that you're grateful for, three goals that you want to achieve in the week, and um, mindfulness reminders. At the end of the month, there's a reflections page where you can write your affirmations, three good things that happened to you within the month, and describe or draw what you're feeling. I usually just draw a doodle, but some people write words. There is also a section where you can color something, so it's like a coloring book type thing, or, or it's a blank page where 
you can draw or do whatever you want on there. My favorite section in this journal though is the journaling section. So at the end of each month, it tells you what to do while writing your thoughts and feelings and whatever you've gone through or felt or experienced during the month. So at the end of this current month, it says, taking a quiet moment for myself, I observe my thoughts as they float by in my mind. I don't judge them. I just watch and notice. Some observations of my thoughts are, and it lets you write whatever you've observed in your thoughts. So that's what I get at the beginning of every year and it's done me good. Another thing that helps me release my emotions is a great cry. But when I cry, it's when I've like had enough. When my cup is spilling over and not in a good way. But after crying, it's usually a release. And I feel better. Because I am a person that works in extremes. So I'm really either nonchalant about something or extremely emotional about it. I don't do the middle ground really well. And I usually feel low more often than not because of the fact that I'm empathetic. So if anyone around me is going through something, I will go through it too. And I really don't hate that about myself. If either of you are going through something and want to speak to someone, you can email me at conversationswithyesha at gmail.com. Yesha is spelled Y-E-S-H-A. If you want me to respond, you can say on the email that you would like me to respond. If you want me to share your story, you can say on the email that you want to share your story. But if you don't mention those things, it will be between you and I. You've got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and you're miles from your nice warm bed. Just remember what your old pal said. Boy, you've got a friend in me. Yeah, you've got a friend in me. Sending you lots of love and light. And I'd like you not to forget to mind your mind. Ciao.